Hey, what's going on there, Warrior? It is Jeff here from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 446. And this one is sure to get some tidy whities all up in a bunch because I'm going up against one of the most coveted terms the prepper crowd loves to throw around. It's time for a smackdown. Let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. All right. Hey, what's going on there, Warrior? Jeff Anderson here, Warrior Life Academy and WarriorLife.com. Listen, I am as much a gear junkie as any other self-reliant prepper out there, okay? Love my bug out bags, love all this stuff. And I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately from other channels that are putting out information about bags, 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 bug out bags, go bags, get home bags, everyday carry bags. And I really think that a lot of this stuff is really just regurgitated information that people get from articles or other trainers that are out there. And it just gets passed on like if it's said, then it must be true. But I think it really fails when you look at it from a common sense perspective. And so this is, I'm going to try not to make this as much of a rant as, um, as it should be. But actually, these things really can get you killed. And so I want to inject a little bit of uh, some reality check here when it comes to bags. So the first thing let's talk about is the bug out bag. Because m- most people, what they're doing out there, and this is the advice that you're going to find out there all over the place, right? Is that your bug out bag is at home somewhere. It's back in the bat cave. And then you have your get home bag, which is inside of your vehicle. And that's designed to, if there's a disaster that happens, that's going to help you get to your home to where you're going to be safe and you've got your bug out bag there. And if you need to leave, you can go from there. And then maybe, maybe, maybe somebody has an everyday carry bag that they carry with them. All right. Maybe it's, you know, messenger bag or the fanny packs are out again. Please, please, please get rid of the fanny packs. Do not bring, you bring back the fanny pack, I'm bringing back my parachute pants. Plain and simple, all right? But when you do take a common sense approach to your gear, I want you to think about this. Like, why do you need these different bags? Like, what do you do with these different bags? What is the purpose of each of these different bags? And making that wrong choice, making, setting up your gear the wrong way really can put a, a real obstacle in there for you to be able to respond appropriately to whatever disaster or crisis you are facing at that time. So let's go ahead and look at that traditional model and apply some, some reality check to this here, okay? So let's look at your bug out bag being at home, where most people have. Like, where do you have your bug out bag right now? If it's at home, like, wh- what is the purpose of it? What's the purpose of the bug bag? It's to evacuate to a safer location than your home. Now, most of the time you are going to be able to stay at home and survive in place. I say most of the time, because if you're forced out of your home, you're not going to be able to stay at your home. It could be a flood that's coming your way. It could be wildfires in the area. It could be civil unrest that's happening in your area. Whatever the reasons are, The only reason for your bug out bag is for you to be able to have and bring with you the supplies that you're going to need to be able to sustain yourself, to be able to get to your location that's safer than where your home is, and be able to sustain yourself along the way there. It's really not even really meant for any long-term survival type stuff, right? So that's what the bug out bag is for. 
It's when your home is no longer safe. Now, if you have your bug out bag at home and you decide that something is happening, wildfires have broken out in your area and you need to get there, think about what you've just done. And we talk about this all the time about when you've got your bug out bag, when you make that decision like you're going to leave, you have got to get out of Dodge as fast as possible because we all know what happens. People are going to go to the gas stations. There's going to be a long line there. People are going to be hogging up gas. People are going to get into fist fights there because why are you taking all the gas? I need, we need gas too. So you are wasting time by trying to get back to where your bug out bag is at home to be able to grab it and your family and then take off from there. You're going to be wasting gas from getting wherever you are. Well, let's say you're at work. You're at work. Now you've got to use that gas up to get back. Now you might already be hitting traffic, even just trying to get back home to grab your bug out bag, grab your family, and then take off out of there. So you've just wasted two of your most precious commodities when it comes to evacuating from a danger zone to a safe zone. You've wasted time and you've wasted gas. So the silver bullet here for you is your bug out bag does not belong in your, bug out, in your bat cave at home. Your bug out bag does not belong in your bat cave at home. It belongs in your vehicle. That's it. It belongs in your vehicle. Now think about what that does for you now. When you have your, your bug out bag all packed, ready to go, right there in your vehicle. If you're home and you can shelter in place, you've got your supplies because it's in your vehicle. It's right there. If you're home and you need to bug out, it's in your vehicle. Get in the car and then leave. Now, if you're at work, let's say you're 20 miles away from home, you're, you're at work, you're on the job site, you're in your cubicle, whatever, and a disaster breaks out, you get in your vehicle and you get out of Dodge because your bug out bag is right there with you. If you are stranded on the highway in deep snow, and you're going to be stranded there, and you're not getting out of there. There have been people that have died from doing this, right? There have been people that have literally been snowed into their cars, and they wake up a popsicle, or they don't, they don't wake up. They just, they're found as a popsicle. You have everything that you need right there in your vehicle inside of your bug-out bag to be able to survive that crisis, all right? Now, your family should all have the same thing. So your spouse should also have their bug-out bag their own individual bug out bag inside of their vehicle for the same exact reasons. Now you don't have to go back home and waste all that time and gas and everything else. They can get on the road immediately. If they're home, you're at work, you have a rally point, done. All right? So that silver bullet is your bug out bag does not belong in your bat cave at home. It belongs inside of your vehicle. Everybody in your family that has a vehicle should have their bug out bag inside of their vehicle. All right? So now let's address the real rant that I had for this, which is let's address the traditional get home bag. All right, so we just established that if your bug out bag is in your vehicle, then you don't need a get home bag because you don't need to get over to where your bug out bag is. Most of the time, these get home bags are, are billed out as a bag that you keep inside of your vehicle just for that purpose right there, okay? Now, what if you are away from your home and away from your vehicle, all right? So you've got your, gut, your get home bag is, is in your vehicle. It's got 
people throws like uh, some some food in there. I've just just legit ah just listened to some of the podcasts on this. So somebody had like a tarp in there and some food in there and their shoes and some water and things like that. I get it, right? Like I I get what the purpose is if you're trying to get back to the bat cave. But what about when you are not near your vehicle or your home? All right. So you're at work up in your cubicle or out on the job site, but you're not in your vehicle. You're out shopping. You are at the fair with your kids or your grandkids. And then an instant disaster happens. All right. So that could be a tornado. It could be an earthquake that happens. It could be a a building fire. It could be a wildfire that suddenly crops up and it's now heading straight toward like your home. It could be an active shooter situation. Like uh, just happened in 4th of July parade out at Highland Park, Illinois, close to where I used to live. And all of a sudden somebody, somebody starts shooting, but you're not in your vehicle where your bag is. It could be civil unrest. It could be a flash mob violence that, that breaks out. Like at the Wisconsin State Fair about a decade or so ago, people just start beating on people. So if your get home bag was in your vehicle, you're out of luck. Crisis happened. You're not near your gear. Just like the, the, the first rule of a gunfight is to have a gun. Well, the first rule of being able to use your gear is to have your gear, but it's not with you. So all you're going to have is what you have on you right there at the time of the crisis. And that is what your everyday carry gear is for. Now, people do this all the time. They do like pocket dumps and it's like, here's what I'm carrying. I've got my gun. I've got my knife. I've got my flashlight. And that's probably about it. All right. Most people aren't carrying all that much stuff with them, but that's what everyday carry gear is for. Because when an instant disaster breaks out, you only have what you have. That's it on you. All right. Now, this is where an everyday carry bag does make sense. All right. So here's the silver bullet for this. Your everyday carry bag is not your get home bag. It is your get to your bag bag. So an everyday carry bag's purpose is to assist you in taking fast, decisive action against an immediate threat and then getting to safety or getting to your next level of survival gear, which might be right there at your vehicle. So if I'm out at the parade or I'm out at a fair with my my grandkids and and my family and something breaks out, like a flash mob breaks out, the gear that I have on me right there is all I have to work with. And the more gear that I have that's going to help me in that type of a situation, the better off I'm going to be. Just like with a bug out bag. If you're in a situation where you have to evacuate, the gear and the supplies that you have inside of there are meant to help you get to safety and sustain yourself and stay alive during a crisis. The same thing for your everyday carry bag, right? So given all those types of instant disasters that we just talked about, right? It could be a rescue. So you could, there could be an earthquake and rubble's on top of you and you have to be rescued. If you have your everyday carry bag with you, that might have some gear in there that you can use. It might be escaping an instant threat. It might be a civil unrest breaks out. It might be you're evading a threat. So that's what that gear is for. So that, you don't, there's no such thing as a get home bag. There is only a get to your bag bag. So that is one of the things that we're going to talk about here because that is, to me, a very critical piece of your survival gear. 
and a critical piece of your everyday carry gear. So I have five tips with you that I want to share with you right now about how to set up, choose everything when it comes to your everyday carry bag. All right. So tip number one is let's talk about the design. So what makes a good everyday carry bag? Well, design follows function. And so what is an everyday carry bag's purpose? It is when you are faced with an instant threat, it is going to give you instant response to gear that can help you face that instant threat. And that's it. So let's talk about how to pick out the right everyday carry bag. So the first thing you're gonna see is most people are gonna have like these like sorts of backpacks. You can even get these things for free now, you know, free plus shipping online or whatever. And they're these, they're these two shoulder backpacks and they're very, very small. And a lot of people are using these for like their everyday carry bag or, or their get home bag, things like that. Um, so that is one type of a bag that you could use, right? What I recommend that you use instead is going to be a sling pack. So a sling pack is just has just one shoulder strap and it goes over one, well, I'm just gonna go over one side, either left side or right side, depending upon how you wanna carry it. But it can also be ambidextrous. So the ones that we have are, they have, the clip can go on either the left or right side, so you can wear it over the left shoulder or right shoulder. It's entirely up to you and how you do it. But the benefit of the, the sling pack is that the draw, it goes against the drawback of the backpack, which is, for the backpack, if I am wearing this around and I need to get to any of my gear facing the threat that I have, I have to take it off. So now I have to take my backpack off open it up, get to my gear, and now I've got something that's holding up my hands now, all right? So I'm, I'm holding on to the backpack. I'm reaching into the backpack. I've got both hands that are going here. And I'm really limited in my mobility as well as my access to my gear, how fast I can get to my gear. And again, we're talking about instant response to an instant disaster. Well, that's not instant. I need something better than that. The sling pack, on the other hand, does not have to be taken off in order to be used. So if I'm carrying it around and it's on my back, all I have to do is come and twist it around to my front. So this is gonna give me access to all of my gear right here in front of me. And if I let go with my hands, then I don't have to hold onto it. It's already being held up exactly where it was. I'm done reaching my gear. I go ahead and spin it back around to my back. You're good to go. You can even, I mean, in the military, sometimes we either have like chest rigs that if we were in mobile operations or something like that, but some people would actually wear backpacks on the front of them. Well, with a sling pack, you can do the exact same thing. You can have it on your front to be able to access any gear that you need in there without taking it off. Because one of the things with mobile operations is if you are forced to, um, like you hit an IED or something like that, right? But if you need to get out of your vehicle really quickly, all of a sudden, you're looking around for your bags. Where are they in the trunk? Where are they? You're trying to get the stuff, right? Well, if same thing with a sling pack. If you are doing mobile operations and it's in a danger zone, then you have it. You can have it right there with you. And if something happens to the vehicle or you're you're mobbed and you need to get it, let's just say you need to get out of the vehicle for whatever reason. You get into an accident or something, right? It's already on you. You can easily take it off. Just unclip it, and that'll allow you to to take it off also. So it should have a an easy. Um, an easy release uh, shoulder strap on it. So that's gonna help you out mostly with, um, so that's one of the benefits of the, of the sling pack, all right? Now, let's talk about size. So the size should only really be anything that you need for what you're going to use it for. So here's what I mean by that. 
So we have, um, I'm trying not to make this like a totally shameless plug here, but I, I've never found anything that I actually like when it comes to what I need to, for the function that I need my, my equipment to have. So I just basically design it all myself. That's what I do. It's like, I need something to look like this, do, have this function, so here's we get, here we go. So our Strack Pack is a larger size. So originally our, our Scram Bag that we had, which is a, a smaller sling pack, it doesn't, it fits my gear in there perfectly fine, but it doesn't fit like my laptop with me. And I'm always carrying my laptop around with me. I travel on the plane, carrying my laptop with me. So I needed something larger. So we designed a larger pack for this, right? So this does have, I'm able to put in like notebooks and all kinds of stuff inside of my Strack Pack that I can't put inside of the smaller Scram Bag. Now, that being said, the other factor in that though is that I don't want to carry something. I mean, it's not much bigger, but like we just went to the state fair with the grandkids. I'm still gonna go with all of the gear that I need just in case something happens there. But I didn't wanna carry around my larger sling pack on me. So I just basically put the gear that I needed and some water bottles, cause I mean, we're out at, we're out at the fair. So I know I'm gonna be carrying some freaking stupid little stuffed animal things that you just spent $12 trying to win the big, trying to win the big koala and you got this snake that cost probably like four cents. I know I'm gonna be carrying those things around for the grandkids inside of my bag. So we've got water in there, we've got some snacks in there, we've got things like that, rain gear, whatever we have in there. Now I've got my sling pack in there, but it also has my escape and evasion gear. Anything that I feel like I'm going to need, I've got it inside of there also. So when it comes to size, it really is dependent upon how you're going to use it, all right? Now, the th other thing we're gonna talk about is the other factor I think you should look at is making sure that it is, I mean, I mean, it's like a tactical pack, we say that, but like Molly straps allow you to customize and organize your gear. So I do like quote unquote tactical packs, right? Um, so that allows me to have something like my IFAC on there, my, ind my individual first aid kit. So I can put a, a water bottle carrier on this if I want to. I can attach my, I've got a, a knife, I can put that on there. I've got a place here for a tactical pen on the outside. So that's going to give you a lot more um, versatility when it comes to customizing your gear for you. All right, so I do like Molly straps and I like the tactical portion of that, but it brings me to tip number two here, which is to be tactical, but don't look tactical. Now this is something that, I mean, I, I, I beat this like it's a freaking dead horse because I just can't get people to stop buying camouflage type gear. Don't, look, I, I understand everybody wants to look like a soldier, but just because a soldier uses it on the battlefield, that's a totally different situation there. The reason why we use camouflage in the military is to blend in with our surroundings. If you are wearing camouflage out among the, the masses that are there, you stand out. It's like being in the military and wearing a hot pink like hot pink BDUs and going out on the battlefield thinking that I'm gonna blend in. You're not going to. Get away from the camouflage. Get away from it. Besides, if you need to use your everyday carry bag for escape and evasion, you don't wanna draw attention and that's exactly what it does. So be tactical, have Molly straps, like it does give you that versatility that we look for in tactical type bags, but don't look tactical. 
All right, tip number three here is to have lots of organization available, all right? A place for everything and everything in its place. Because again, you need instant access to the gear that you're gonna need to face that instant disaster, all right? Now you don't want to carry a large like backpack or I used to use a messenger bag. This is my like one of my map case bags from, from the army. And I love this thing. It's got lots of memories and I used to use this for gear, but it was basically just a big purse. My purse, my man, my man purse. Um, but you don't want like a bucket of gear that you've got to go rummaging around in. You need instant access to that stuff. All right. So remember, you've got to take fast, decisive action when it comes to a threat response. So what you're looking for are things with lots of pockets. You want lots of pockets, as many as you can possibly get, that you're going to be able to store small items in. So ours is like a, a clamshell design, just to give you an example. And on the inside is going to be lots of different packets. So I can open it up all the way, and now I have pa uh, pockets that I can see through, so I know what's inside of there. And I have things that are used for every day, like coffee, if I'm traveling. Um, I have little wedges for, for doors that, um, so if there's a, a, an active shooter and I'm locked inside of a, a room or whatever, I might be able to use that wedge there for the door. But it also helps me at the restaurant when I've got that stupid wobbly table and I'm sitting there with sugar packets and napkins trying to get this thing to stop wobbling around. Nope, these things do it for me each time. But I also have some other things in here. I'm not going to go into all the gear that I have, but you want as many different pockets as you possibly can so that you can organize your stuff and you know where it is and you can, you're not rummaging around for things, okay? The other thing that I recommend that you have are like covert pockets. So have some place where it is, is covert. So ours has one on the front that's used for, that's actually used for concealed carry. Um, but it has that in there. Now, true story, when I was away, um, I was on a tropical vacation somewhere. I was a dumbass, and I left my, my everyday carry bag. When I went to the restaurant, I left it at the, uh, at the villa. Sure enough, somebody ransacked the room, stole all of our stuff, but they left behind the bag. They took everything out of the bag, but they missed the covert pocket, which is where I had all of our cash. So, dumbass Jeff, um, fortunately, had a covert pocket, so all of our cash was still there. We just lost like a camera and things like that. But you want pockets and a covert pocket, someplace you can hide stuff is, is gonna be uh, good also, all right? Now, the other thing about the everyday carry bag is that it is organization. So it basically is a big pocket of pockets. So this brings me to tip number four, which is a lot of people out there are, like they're trying to do this integration thing. Like I've got my get home bag. So this is the other thing that I hear about get home bags is that I've got my get home bag. I get back to my bug out bag. I take all this stuff out. I put it inside of my bug out bag. And now I'm ready to, to leave and evacuate the area. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. You don't want to take the stuff out of, your out of your get home bag and put it into a bug out bag. What you want is to integrate all of your gear so that it comes together seamlessly. So that's how we designed all of our stuff, which was I've got my everyday carry bag. I'm, I get to my vehicle where my bug out bag is, and there's just straps on the outside that I can take the compression straps from the bug out bag itself. And now the whole thing just snaps in. So all the stuff that I needed to have instant access to before I still have all the same access. If I need to transition again to going from a bug out bag to having a, 
a mission, a mission bag where it's just basically like I just need it for a short-term mission. Well, now what I'm going to be able to do is just go directly, just take it right off of the bug out bag. And now I have my sling pack again, typically with all of the gear that I need for it. And so it just straps to it. You just pull down on the, uh, on the, the, um, the, uh, the straps to be able to really cinch it in there nice and tight. Now I'm good to go. Right? So you want to integrate all of your gear so that you're not pulling stuff out and trying to find a place for it. it. It should all just work together seamlessly. Our scram bag does the same exact thing. It's all designed to be able to go in there perfectly, um, just fit all together there. All right. Okay. So now let's go on to tip number five, which is the next level of concealed carry. So that's the other thing that I use my everyday carry bag for is I live in Florida now. It's hot as hell. It's humid as hell. And I'm oftentimes, I mean, before I used to be able to wear my jeans and I could hide my, I could hide my, um, my gun appendix carry. But I'll tell you, it's a little bit harder when you're wearing nothing but just like t thin t-shirts and shorts. And so that's another reason why I like off-body carry. But again, one of the, the problems with off-body carry is that it takes longer to get to your weapon. So I need the fastest response time that I can possibly get from my everyday carry bag. So one of the things that we did was I built in this everyday carry covert pocket here that's designed for a gun. So now when I swing my sling pack around, I have a, basically it's a, uh, it's a Velcro covert pocket here, but I have my tactical pen is right on there. I, I can just grab that whole thing, pull it out, and now I have instant access to my handgun. Now, in addition to this, as I have my, my handgun now, on the back, there is a sleeve back here where I've got a 3A bulletproof panel that's very lightweight. It's, it's not a, a steel panel. It's super duper like James Bond level, like a quality 3A panel, weighs next to nothing. I think it was, uh, it was designed by, I don't know, like, Argentine spiders or something like that, you know, like their webs are like 50 times <laughs> stronger than steel. So I've got a bulletproof panel there, okay? So now for everyday carry, spin it around. Now I grab my weapon, but I also have center mass. I have protection, I have bulletproof protection here. I can engage a threat. Now I've got my, my strap, if you're watching this on the live stream, um, my strap here can be a little bit tighter. I had it off for, for Bob over here, but now, up at center mass, I'm protected. So now I can engage my target here. I can use this for stability if I need to also. If I don't need it, I can swing it around to the back. It's perfectly fine. And now I'm still engaging my, my, um, the enemy out there, right? Now the other thing that I do add on here that I think for, especially for everyday carry, for concealed carry, is you need to have some sort of an individual first aid kit. So we don't, this is kind of a prototype right now, but I always have this with me. So I have things like a, um, uh, there's a tourniquet in there. I've got a pressure bandage in there. I've got a bunch of stuff in here. It doesn't take up much room, but it's there because sometimes the bad guy gets a shot off and I don't want to sit there watching my grandkids bleed out in front of me when I don't have anything. I don't have the right tools to be able to, to be able to go and save their lives. All right. So, but again, all of this gear should integrate together so that you have this seamless platform to be able to do what you need to do at the time you need to do it. And when the everyday carry 
it is an instant disaster and you need instant response. You need to take fast, decisive action. And you need to be able to get to your gear quickly so that you can respond and keep yourself alive and protected and keep your family alive and protected. All right? All right, so there's my rant for the week. Now I'd like to hear from you. Look, I, I realize that people get caught up in terminology all the time, right? So if you, if you call it a get-home bag, but you're doing exactly as I'm saying to do, like, I don't care what anybody calls it. But you need to really think about how you layer in those different elements of your response plan, whether it is an instant disaster all the way through to surviving in place and even evacuating, a forced evacuation. How does your gear support your mission? Because I can tell you, that is how we do it in the military. It's not the other way around, but most people in the survival space are doing it the other way around. They get the gear, but they're not really thinking about the mission. All right? Make your bags fit the mission. I'd like to hear from you, so please go ahead and leave a comment wherever you are watching this or you are, if you are listening to it on the, uh, on the podcast, go ahead and go over to our website, warriorlifepodcast.com. We'll take you over to the, the special section on our site. Please leave us a comment there. Go ahead and leave a comment in YouTube or on the Facebooks or Instagram, wherever you're watching this now. I would like to get your feedback on this, and um, I really appreciate all of your support. Please go ahead and subscribe while you're there to make sure that you don't miss a single session. And until next time, this is Jeff Anderson saying, live like a warrior. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.